everybody, this is Joe Targove from the Music Mission down in beautiful St. Augustine, Florida. Hi, I'm Amelia Connors, and I'm so excited to be co-hosting with Joe. And I'm so excited to meet our guests. We're here today to share another episode of our podcast called Tell His Stories, Talents and Testimonies from People of All Ages. Enjoy our show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Tell His Stories, Talents and Testimonies for People of All Ages. My name is Joe Targov, and I am here with my lovely young assistant, Amelia Connors. Hi, Amelia. How's it going? Good. Good. Anything interesting happened over the weekend? Yes. What was that? You got married this weekend. I did. And what was one of the musical highlights of that weekend? I got to sing at your wedding. You did. What did you sing? I sang At Last by Etta James. Yes. And you rocked it. And I want to say out there to everybody in the world who's listening to this podcast, Amelia Connors is a force to be reckoned with on the microphone. You totally rocked that song. Thank you. Um, I was going to play a clip of it, but we're going to be so busy chatting. We're going to use it for another episode because we have a whole bunch of musical guests coming on in a few weeks and uh, I want to just save it for the music night. But um, we're here today to celebrate uh, not only um, my wedding and I have with me my beautiful new wife, Mary. Mary Targove. That's right. We get to say that now instead of Mary Thompson. So thank you for being on the show with us tonight. And she's going to give some perspective. But the whole purpose of this show tonight is to talk about our testimonies, our experiences, our perspective of how we come at relationships, the good, the bad, the challenges, the learning experiences, and we're going to come at it from a whole bunch of different points of view tonight. So in the studio at the Music Mission here tonight, we have me who is uh, a man in his 50s who's been married before and finally can honestly say with all 100% assertiveness that I finally got it right. And I have reasons to know that I got it right and uh, reasons to know why I know that this marriage and this relationship will be a beautiful highlight for the rest of my life. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. And Mary also comes at uh, relationships with her own history and her own experiences that uh, brought her to the point where we could meet here in St. Augustine and fall in love and get married, and that's a beautiful thing. We have, of course, Amelia Connors in the studio, and at such a young age, what is Amelia doing on a show that's going to be talking about <laughs> love and relationships? Well, she's just starting out in the world, and she gets to hear all these grown-up conversations and give her perspective on things because we're really hoping to reach the young people who are starting to listen to podcasts more and more and uh, tune out some of the music that's kind of mindless and boring and predictable and get them into good conversations and listening in is a good thing and eventually they can have their own conversations and run their own podcasts or at least talk to each other face to face and experience what it's like to actually communicate about things that matter. We also have Michelle McGregor in the studio and Michelle's an amazing life coach that I was fortunate enough to meet around town in St. Augustine and she comes at uh, relationships and love and life from many different perspectives that are different from mine and Mary's. And we also have in the studio uh, Joe and Sandy, who I was lucky enough to meet at my trivia show that I run on Thursday nights at Ebtide's on A1A, and they live in the RV area, the Ocean Grove RV Park, and there was just something about them that caught my interest, and as we got to know each other over the last year and a half, I thought that they would be wonderful members 
uh, to have on this podcast here tonight. So I'm calling this podcast uh, Love is a Three-Corded Rope. And uh, the reason why that is is because a rope that is tied together with three cords as opposed to two is much, much stronger. And that comes right from the Bible, doesn't it, Joe? That's correct. Yes? Yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, a husband, husband and wife together really face hard times together without having the uh, love of Jesus in their marriage. As some, a common goal that each one can strive to, you know, you, you please him first, then you please yourself second and your spouse third. Uh, that's the way the Bible dictates a marriage should be. So without pleasing him first uh, and your spouse third, you're, you're falling behind the, the curve of making everyone in your uh, relationship happy in that respect. Absolutely. Well, uh, real quick, my story of 50 years summed up in about a minute is that um, having been married before and uh, having experienced relationships, I have learned what not to do. And just also want to give a disclaimer that I am in no way, shape, or form anybody to give relationship advice. However, I can talk my story and hope that it resonates with somebody out there so that it helps them to be able to grow from it. So for me, having been in relationships before and having them not work out, I uh, really had to stop and look at what were the common threads that were showing up in all my relationships. And there were a couple of things. First of all, for me, a lot of it was that I was this independent, take life by the horns kind of person, always in control of my own destiny and my own story. And it was all about me. And I was going to go out there and I was going to conquer the world. And I was going to make a lot of money. And I was going to have a million friends. And I was going to be a mover and shaker in my community by having what we say up in New York, uh, I don't even know what the expression is because I'm so far <laughs> removed from it. I'm actually losing the language. Well, moxie is a good one. But the idea of just being able to what we call like own it up in New York. And none of that had anything to do with God. And it had all to do with me and getting my needs met. Strike one. <laughs> um, the other thing is that what I valued um, that I thought was important um, was just the wrong thing. I was defining myself by how much money I had. And, you know, I've talked about this before in earlier podcasts, thinking that I was real, uh, real hotshot, being able to walk into a Mercedes dealership with a big suitcase full of cash, dump it out on the table with my girlfriend on my arm and say, I'll take that black SUV and just pouring money all over the table like I thought I was the coolest thing on the planet. And of course, the wrong choice that I made for myself was a woman who was just smiling at me thinking that I was the bomb because I had done that. And I drove away with that Mercedes and I was miserable in it. It wasn't me. I, I ended up selling it six months later, took a loss and I just didn't like being in it because I realized while I was living this life, I knew that I was living the wrong life and I was doing things like that and other things just to um, show up and show out. And what I realized was those were the wrong uh, ways to get attention. And the spotlight should not have been on me, but should have been on God the whole time. And the third thing that was my strike three was that I was surrounding myself with people who were single and wanted to remain single and surrounding myself with people who were in relationships where they were not actually couples, but they were involved with, um, you know, 
like people would step out or they would insult. I would go out, you know, with a group of guys and they would just sit and complain about the women and say derogatory things. And while I didn't do that, I was surrounding myself with people who did. And what I learned after that was that you need to surround yourself with people in the same situation as you because you are the company that you keep mm -hmm. and if you are around people that disrespect women or disrespect relationships you're going to have that rub off on you in some way and it's mm -hmm. not going to help you so those were some of the ways that i struck out and then for me um you know having found jesus and learning about myself through his eyes and realizing that it's not all about me, but it's about giving God the glory and finding all the different ways over the last three years or so that he's been chipping away at me, sometimes painfully and sometimes hard lessons, <clears throat> excuse me, but nothing that um, isn't for my greater good. And he's been molding me little by little into the person that I could be really proud of and happy to present to uh, a beautiful woman who has wonderful values and, you know, wouldn't be impressed by uh, money or things like that, but is looking for a man with heart. And timing-wise, you know, God put it all together in a way where as I shed that skin and grew a new one um, in his image or to the best of my ability to be, to work hard to be within his image, of course. Um, I met Mary. And Mary, it's so funny because last couple of weeks you've been telling me about the story about you know the guy that came to your house with the fancy car and you didn't nothing to do with it <laughs> you should tell that story in a minute um but it's just so many so many examples of how um, god's been working in my own life and helping me to become ready for you and i just pray to god that i have the ability and the strength to uh you know remain in character and keep checking in and all that other good stuff so uh it's good timing yeah now so ladies and gentlemen mrs targove no hello everybody well i am truly blessed uh because i married joe but um it wasn't always easy i've had my own relationship struggles i was uh, married first when i was 19 and i was married for 19 years so very young age um didn't really even know who I was as a person at that age. Um, but he was a few years older. Um, but the marriage had its own blessings. I have two beautiful children from um, that relationship. And I did learn some things from it to move on towards another relationship. Um, so I think the biggest thing is that you need to try to learn from some mistakes or grow from them, whether they're your own mistakes that you're making or mistakes that other people are making that affect you personally. And I'm sure that I also um, made some mistakes towards him as well. So it is about learning and growing from that. Um, but Joe did talk about uh, the, the money and things like that. And I was telling him that there was a gentleman I had been dating on and off for about a year and a half. And one day he came to pick me up in a Lamborghini. And he drove up and I said, what, they didn't have any more Corollas on the lot? <laughs> and I think I really burst his bubble. Yeah. Uh, the car was very uncomfortable. It was very loud and... Um, 
but I didn't say that because I knew that I didn't want to, you know, burst his bubble on that. And I actually was married a second time after my first uh, marriage uh, to someone who I really love dearly. And one thing I realized from that relationship is you can love somebody, but it can still not be the correct relationship for you. Um, he was an atheist and I was a Christian. And I clearly remember my children saying, mom, he doesn't believe in God and making, um, explaining that God wants us to love everybody uh, whatever their belief systems are, and as long as they're kind uh, people and respectful. But unfortunately, they weren't respectful of my Christianity. Um, and so after several, seven years, we parted ways. So here I am alone on my own journey for the last seven years, always thinking, oh, I'd love to meet somebody. I have such love in my heart. Um, you know, God, please send me somebody. And I'd be so excited if somebody asked me out for a date. And I really feel like after a while, I had to learn to let go. And you know that phrase, let go and let God. Mm -hmm. So I did. And I was really, you know who I loved? I loved God and I loved myself. And that was the biggest thing for me. And um, I got this feeling, I was living in South Florida. It was a very, very busy area, a different kind of lifestyle down there. Um, I would say it was somewhat of a plasticky type of lifestyle. People were really into body image. It was all about what car you were driving, where you lived. Um, and it just wasn't me. I'm more of a nature girl. And um, so... I was turning, um, I'll just say it, I was turning 55. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. No way. Yes. And I thought, well, you know, I have to work another 10 years. I want to live someplace <laughs> where I'm going to enjoy living. Mm-hmm. And I had known Northern Florida because both my children had attended college in this area. And I said, you know, I really always enjoyed it up in that area. And just something kept whispering in my ear, and I now feel that that was God whispering my ear that said, you need to leave. St. Augustine. Yes, you need to leave South Florida and move north. And people, I, I just looked for a job. I got a job right away, and I made plans to move, to sell my condo, pack up my stuff, look for a place here. And all my friends and my co- coworkers were like, Mary, what do you mean you're moving? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm moving to Northern Florida. I feel like that's where I'm supposed to be. And they just could not believe it. They said, do you know anybody up there? I said, no. And so I made the uh, move up here. And I was on the phone one evening to one of my friends down there. And she said, are you going to try the dating um, site there? Maybe there's you know a different pool of men there. And I said, no. I, I don't really feel like I, I'm happy with myself. And she said, well, do you like it there? I said, I feel like at peace, like this is the where I'm supposed to be. And so I hung up with her and something made me say, oh, just try it. Go look on that app just to see what's out there. And I didn't even know why I was doing it. But I went on the app 
And the first one that came up was Joe. A beautiful picture of him and a smile. And um, so the story goes, I sent him a message that said, you have a beautiful smile and a cute dog. Because he had a, a picture of his dog on the site as well. And then he responded back and we talked a little bit on the phone. I think it was all started like on a Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, by Sunday, by Saturday, he's like, would you like to have lunch on Sunday? I have to go sing in a praise and worship band first, but then we can have lunch. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. And you said, can I watch it online? And you, <laughs> Yes, and I said, oh, can I watch it online? And you said, yeah, if, but if you'd like to come to the service, you're more than welcome. So I said, okay. So I went to the service and when I walked in, I was a little late because there was an accident on the highway. But when I walked in, Joe was uh, already up singing and our eyes connected and we just smiled at each other. And there was just something I felt almost immediately. And when he was done with his singing, he came and sat next to me. And there truly was an unmistakable energy mm. and uh, I like a divinity that fell between us. And uh, we went out to lunch at noon after the service. And then at 6 p.m., we both said, we have to go home and take care of our dogs. So lunch turned into forever. And uh, that's how I feel. Like people would ask me, what made you go there? I said, I don't know. I just felt like God was whispering in my ear saying, that's where you need to go. And that's how we met. And it's been, uh, I just feel very blessed every single day. So for us, I guess we both talk about this all the time. What really works for us is that we have God in the middle of our relationship. Mm -hmm. We pray so many times a day, it's not even funny. And it's not just prayer before meals, but when we do mm -hmm. pray, uh, what we talk about is it's, you know, bless this food and, and then it's a whole bunch of other things. Yes. And, um, we read devotionals together. We went through the Symbus uh, yeah. Save Your Marriage Before It Starts series. Um, you know, we went through the whole pastoral discussions with our amazing pastor from Bridge of Life. And we agreed that this relationship will be amazing as long as we keep the focus together looking up instead of looking at each other first. Mm -hmm. It's looking up. And one of my favorite parts of our wedding over the the weekend was that a friend of us gave us a uh, a Jewish talis um, that supposedly is Christian in the sense. Joe, you're nodding because you know more about this than I do. But the way we were explained it was that we're supposed to be under Jesus. Um, yeah, and it was a a beautiful, um, almost looked like a a, a shawl. It, if you might think, and it had some decoration on it. And the our pastor put the shawl over the top of our heads and kind of hid us a little bit. And it was our time to say a secret prayer to each other and to God. And that was my favorite part yes. of the whole entire wedding because, you know, just to be able to have that quiet time, it literally stopped all the spinning wheels of, you know, hosting a wedding with 50 people and you're hoping the band works out well, the food served and everybody shows up. And there's so many things that are on your mind when you host a party. And that's what it was at that point was hosting that reception. But this was just slow down the wheels of time, stop. And it was just us and God. And yes. that was that three corded rope. And I think that that was for me, my favorite part of the, of the wedding. It, it was certainly yes. magical 
Yes. And it was so great that we were able to have our uh, children uh, come and share this with us. One of my son and his wife couldn't make it because of uh, military base restrictions. But I love the fact that while they were here with us visiting, they saw us always praying together, holding yes. hands, uh, outwardly showing affection, and that we loved each other. Uh, so, you know, we always pray for each other's children all the, time, all the time, every night. And my son, who is uh, questioning, he's at the point now as 21-year-old that he's questioning faith, and he's finding his way through things, which I totally respect. And all afternoon of that day on Saturday, he said, why marriage? Why marriage? At this stage of the game, mm. dad, you have everything. You know, you have your girl, you have a nice place to live. You have a great business, blah, blah, blah. You have nice friends. You have a nice relationship with God. Why marriage? And it's funny because it was on my mind all afternoon. And the idea was that what marriage means to us is doing it in front of God, committing ourselves to each other in God's name, and we would love to be able to be that couple that could be an outward expression of what relationships are the same way you, Joe and Sandy, are for us. We hope to be able to be that way as we grow together as a husband and wife. And that's our goal. And that's actually one of the reasons why we want to buy a house right now so we can expand our territory, um, Jabez right? Mm -hmm. Expand your territory. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm reading. Um, so yeah, so that's, you know, we have, we have a plan, we have a, a goal and a mission and you know, it's, it's, it's a very nice thing for us. So Amelia, what is all this, how does all this feel to you? Um, I don't like, it feels, I, I don't know how to explain how it feels because I see it going around me all the time. Like, I see it all the time. But it's it almost feels like... I still don't know how to explain it. Okay. But um, <laughs> it's just... it It's kind of amazing how two people can meet and then be together for the rest of their lives. I think it's awesome. It, has, it is absolutely awesome. And everybody at this table wishes that when it's your turn... You do it once and for all, and it's just beautiful. And I can't imagine you not being an incredible mom um, just because of your personality alone, but then having an amazing role model in your life. You do have a super mom, and you're blessed beyond belief. I, I do want to say, though, that even if it is more than one time, that what I realize is that God is, God is okay with that. Some of the trials that we've gone through, have helped us learn and grow and be better in our our relationship mm -hmm. that we have today. Um, so just give yourself time. And I would say, as we have been saying that, to have God in the middle of it. Yes. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, we're also welcomed in the studio by our dear friend, Ty from Spoil Her Because, and if you go back to Spotify or some of the other hosting platforms and listen to episode one, where we first started doing these Tell His Stories podcasts, Ty totally lit it up because she is not shy and she's got a lot to say and she is just an amazing young entrepreneur woman with her spa business and her limo and what was on Facebook today, the Escalade with a swimming pool. Did you see my comment? Yeah. I, I said, my, my mind is blown. This yeah. woman does not stop. And you are 
just all over it. You sing, you run karaoke shows, um, you're taking risks left and right with your business. And here you are out there in the world navigating your way through, um, you know, relationships and love and life. And you're also another, you know, incredibly devoted mother of two amazing children, absolutely amazing children. So you're all over it. And uh, I can't imagine how you juggle so many things every day. Um, you know, you must be getting help from above. But what are what are relationships like for you? I mean, how do you navigate your way through it now? Uh, challenges, questions, concerns. Um, what have you learned that you can imp uh, share with other, you know, young women out there who are navigating their way as well? Um, so I'm going to assume that we're referring to companionship relationships with the spouse. Absolutely. And so... Um, or even couple relationships. doesn't have to be married. Because it could have been friends, um, family, or all. So I want to just stick with where we are. So. Okay. Um, what I would definitely say is learn yourself first. Um, learn yourself first. If you are able to know who you are, what you like, what you want, then it'll be easy for you to discern something when it comes to you. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to be somebody else. You don't have to put on a facade like you're somebody else. Because if you are yourself, then the you know, your universe is going to send exactly that to you what you need. Um, for instance, myself, I was in a marriage for 14 years. Um, I got married at a very young age. Um, there was no way that I knew myself. There was absolutely no way. Um, I learned myself through the years. And upon learning myself, it, it was then that I knew that that's not what I wanted. So yes, it is okay. It is very much okay. Um, because we're, is, we're all in a happy, healthy place and everyone's happy. Sometimes if you're not happy, you gotta be, be happy. That's another thing I would say, be happy. Um, right now, I wouldn't even know what to tell them because I'm a single woman. Um, I'm not dating. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure where the men are <laughs> um, or if they're just not attracted to me. So that's something that I go through as a divorced woman. I don't think that's woman. possible, right? Yeah. Consensus at the table? Yeah. Not possible. Nope. <laughs> but the, as a divorced woman, you have those kind of insecurities and thoughts. Uh, my kids are 16 and 14, who, and, and it's been a year now. And, and so that's something that seeing you two and enlighten and, and love it definitely made me feel really really good like i can wait and when wait for the right mm -hmm. thing so. yes a little See, bit of hope yeah part of yeah. part of my problem in the past ty is that um i would i would see people that ticked some boxes so i would jump on that train um and then in my mind i would be like well you know i can basically in my own mind play out what it would be like if everything worked out great and I would just, you know, look at the end result of what could be the hopeless romantic part of me. Um, but it doesn't work that way. You really have to take people from where they are. And it just blows my mind, you know, that when somebody who is, you know, beautiful and vibrant and educated and entrepreneurial, um, you know, I always talk about how you're such a self-starter and you just go yeah. out there and you just rock your day. Thank you. Um, 
you know, and the fact that people who are like that and successful can still question and we're made to question because, well, where is that other person? What am I doing wrong? As opposed to I'm doing it right for me. And why is that person not in my life? You know, my answer to that might be that, you know, it's God's time, not our time. Of course, yeah. And I know that for a fact, I tend to kind of like rush things in the past and um, would just kind of take over the whole process. And that gets me into trouble every single time. So that's not that a good thing. I think that gets us all into trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so thank you for that. So we're going to turn the conversation over to Joe and Sandy. And the, the idea is that this is not an interview at this point. This is really just a conversation. So everybody who has questions or comments or wants to know, we all agreed to kind of be here and lay it all out. So we're going to talk a little bit about Joe and Sandy's journey. And, uh, and then Michelle is going to have the wonderful um, challenge of putting it all together and then giving us her words of wisdom from Life Coach point of view. No pressure there, no Michelle. Pressure. No, no pressure. No, you got this. So I was <laughs> blessed to, uh, to meet you, Joe and Sandy, at a trivia show, which is so ironic because there is nothing trivial about um, your connection and my connection with you. And from the minute I met you guys, uh, you know, I asked Joe, what's your team name? And he said, uh, the one lucky guy. And then other time when there'd be other gentlemen playing on his team, it would be two lucky guys or three lucky guys, but they were always the lucky guy. And that was the first thing that made me stop and look and to try and figure out what was working for this guy because he clearly seems really happy. And then in would walk his beautiful wife, Sandy, and sit down and it's always smiling at each other. And, you know, and it's easy for me and for Mary because we're brand new. (laughs) So of course we can be like, oh yeah, we got this. We got this. We don't even know what we're up against, but you know, we're going to do our best to stay strong and keep our faith. Yes, we do. You're up against me. Um, I'm trying. I'm growing. So, uh, but you guys have been doing this for a long time and clearly what you have is working for you. And I'm curious and I'm excited and it gives me hope. And like I said before, it allows me to surround myself with people who have, you know, good relationships and I can learn from you. So tell us your story. Tell us how you met. I want to put the mic down and I want to hear, I want to hear how you guys met. Um, I want to hear who liked who first, Uh, all that good stuff. And then I want to know like, what is your secret to success? I'm telling you right off the bat, this will blow your mind. This is not, this is not a, this is not a Cinderella Prince Charming uh, thing at all. But that's good. But in a way, but well, first off, we both married our high school sweethearts. Yes. And we were married young, very young, high school sweethearts. They're both amazing people. Um, Closer. Um, but we were just too young. We were just too young. Uh, mine went into the military and he was gone a lot. I was not a, from a military family, so I was not used to getting married and then completely being on my own at 18 years old. And, you know, still so young. Um, so that just didn't work out. But he's, he's still an amazing person. And um, we're still friends to this day and everything. And then he did then the same. I did the same thing. Married my high school sweetheart. Uh, and uh, by our second anniversary, she decided the grass was greener out. Uh, I was working a lot of overtime at that time. Uh, and uh, 
worked for the power company and a plant full of 350, 400 men and working overtime. And that year alone, we had like 35 divorces in that power plant because we were all wow. working. So I just happened to be one of the marks of that one. So. So another line, rush is don't work too young don't but. don't neglect your family for work too much that's a that was a big lesson i learned that way too yeah so anyway after that we were both um single for a few years and did not know each other and um there and, was and i'm three years older than you by the way yeah. so so I walked into a country bar and there he was and he had a hat on and boots <laughs> and a truck and um, good to go. So, yeah. Oh, and he could dance. Yes. Oh. So, Seriously dance. So we started dancing and... These were the days of the Urban Cowboy movie with John Travolta. I was Bud and she was Sissy and that was that was it. And, yeah, um, joined dance teams, were in contests, all that kind of good stuff. But three months later, we were married. Yep. Yep, three months. Did not know each other at all. At all. Had that worked for you? <laughs> well, most of the time, good. Yes. Most of the time, good. But then you start adding in, you know, we started having kids two years. Yeah. Our two-year anniversary, we brought home our first, our kid. first son. And then two years, three almost years. three years later, the second one. So then you start working into those factors, and um, you know I think that probably was, you know, the hardest part was. Yeah. It was. And we're still the kids. still trying to learn each other, and now we're raising yeah. kids at the same time. And growing up, we were only in our twenties, early twenties, so I mean we were growing up ourselves. So we just grew up together. And, and we were in church at the time, so we went to a, a yeah. We went. We were in church great, on and a off. great Baptist church, but when the kids were born and all that, yeah. So, we were um, both Christians to begin with. My right. grandfather was a Baptist minister, so I grew up with that. And um, he yeah, I was saved at uh, nineteen at a, a Methodist church in Jacksonville. So um, we both knew God, and uh, weren't you know neither one of us were doing anything terrible. You know, we just weren't living for him first at the time. So, yeah, because um, yeah, we were both learning our careers. I'd started a career and he, you know, was working a lot. And then you add two kids on top of that. And, you know, we just did it. You just, just made just it work. Just do it. And that's kind of the, you know, you through the years, you know, there's things that happen and don't like them and you look at them and you're like ah, oh, no you know you're trying you're trying to get them to think like you and you know and you're trying to get her to think like you yes and, and it, it so that's a struggle that goes back and forth and back and forth and so you know that happened a lot there was a lot of times where this is not going to work this is not going to work but you know i think what I would say to people is don't quit. Yep. Don't, don't quit unless you're in a, you know, relationship that is harmful and, you know, either seek help or, you know, because everybody, every relationship is going to have a lot of these same issues of trying to live with somebody that's not you and that's not like you. But that's 
the good part is that it it makes you don't want to be with somebody just like you and it took a long long time to figure out that what he has is very important what he brings to the relationship is very important and it's not always my way it's not always you know i'm always right because i'm usually the one that thinks that way um (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the human experience right (laughs) yes and um because i'm really super independent and so i tend to think that way and it took me years, years, years to realize that, you know, maybe his way, you know, is good and will balance out, you know, what I'm thinking. And so together, those two ways, you know, bring a balance instead of it just all being this way, you know. And so I think that's kind of what God does is he puts people together that are different, and so you can appreciate the qualities that they have in the way that they're thinking, you know, with your with the way that you are thinking. So, um, but you know, a lot of that comes with maturity too. Absolutely, and it's interesting you said that because one of the things that Mary and I um, appreciate that works very well for us is that we are different enough where there are times where she'll have insight into something that I'm totally missing. Mm-hmm. And then other times where it's reverse, something might happen for her, <coughs> excuse me, in her day. And then she comes home and talks about it with me and says, you know, what's your take on it? And that makes me as a man feel really uh, great that, you know, my partner is coming to me, you know, what do you think? But I also know, and this is something that I've learned over the years, Instead of, well, I'm going to give you the answer and my answer is right. Mm-hmm. I don't do that with her. What I do is I'll tell her, here's another way to think about it. Now go figure it out. Mm-hmm. Because I trust her and I respect her and she's got a great mind and a great heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to be the answer to her. Because again, mm-hmm. instead of me being the answer, we know where the answers are. The answers right. are straight up. And I like giving her different points of view. But then there are other times where... You know, she'll say something to me, you know, Joe, just let this go or, you know, don't fight that battle because that's not about you or whatever it might be. Matter of fact, Adam, Joe's son, this weekend said, uh, Mary really balances you. She really helps you relax and slow down a little bit. So... I know. So it it does... it, It does... I think we really do balance each other and I have a, my job can be very stressful at times. There is a lot of responsibility. I'm a nurse, so it involves a lot of patient safety. And so, um, it's a stressful environment. So I will come home and I'll run something by Joe or, um, something maybe a friend of mine said and, or texted and that's, terrible because you cannot hear the intonation there or how someone is saying it's really bad so um he'll say well well, maybe you're you're taking it the wrong way or how about look at it this way and he's really helped me a great deal and say yeah you're right and um where maybe i a co-worker got upset about something i said and I didn't mean it that way at all, but she took it that way. And he said, well, think of how she's, she is 
uh, perceiving that. And I said, you know, I didn't really realize that you're right. And I did the next uh, day go and say, hey, I'm sorry. I wasn't supportive about that when you were telling me that story. And Joe really helped make, you know, he make me, you know, made me see that how you were feeling about it. And so I think he, you know, it's really great that we are able to bounce things off each other that way. Yeah, I would say Sandy has way more common sense than I do. And Mary does with and me too. so <laughs> I'll say something that's just totally off the wall and she'll say, well, this is the way it blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, God, I never would have thought that way right. at all. You know, I'm more black and white. You know, it's got to be like this, like mm. military style thinking. And mm. I'm, I'm not even from a military background, but that's just the way I am. And she's more, we always call each other the pirate and the ninja. I'm the ninja, she's the pirate. Uh, so, um, and her way, probably 90% of the time is way better than my way. Even though, you know, I'm more, more lined up and keep things in order, but going, you know, and that's kind of helped us in our, our lifestyle for, you know, we were both retired seven years ago and we sold everything we had. We had a home on the river in Jacksonville, had everything, boats, jet skis, pools. We had all that and sold everything and bought an RV and started traveling the country. And we've been to all 48 lower states and half of Canada in seven years. And it's been, this is going to be a one or two year, one or two year adventure that's now turned into February with seven years. Wow. And we do not miss a thing at all when it comes back to that. But it's just now I'm thinking more pirate-ish mm-hmm. by let's go do this and let's go do that, you know. And she's get, she's drifted back. Now let's stay in this lane a little bit more, you know. So we kind of balanced each other off, shifted a little bit back the way. But uh, it's still quite the ride, and I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. So, so, so if each one of you, and I'm going to put you on the spot because this is just live chat and nothing was really planned out too much in advance, what is the one thing that's the glue that has kept you guys together for over three decades? One, th- <laughs> one thing her mom said, I don't know how many years ago it was now. What, that I'm so lucky? That, yeah. <laughs> that's where that came from, the lucky. So now every anniversary or every Valentine's or birthday, we find each other a card in any kind of store we go to that says, you know, it's got to have the word lucky in it. So Mother's Day, I found a card that has, I'm the luckiest guy, you know, and all this stuff. So we, and she'll send it back to me. So that, that to me is our, our lucky word, lucky. But I think what it really is, is commitment. Yeah. That is the biggest thing is just be completely committed to making it work. And I've always started thinking, is this, you know, who is your, um, who is your lifetime partner? Who is your growing old partner? If you can see yourself as this is going to be my growing old partner, then you will stick it out. Because once you get past all the raising the kids, once you get past all the working situations and once you get past and then finally you reach that point where you're you are retiring and you're going to be by yourself living in 400 square feet all the time (laughs) then you know you have to you know you have to look at that person and say is this my is this my growing old person and um 
and I think that's that's a big a big thing. Um, yeah, because from- what you're doing now as a young person in your 30s, and you know what you guys are, your you and your new partner will be doing. You know, it's it's going to evolve over years. So if there's a rough patch or something y'all are trying to figure out, and you think, oh, there's no way this this guy and I are going to make it because we're just too different or he doesn't think like I do. Just stick it out. Just stick it out and then just try to to learn to, you know, take more of what he brings to the table. And it's very hard for independent women because I'm that person too. Yes, she is and, very um, independent. It's very hard because I know my way is the right way. <laughs> so That's right. <laughs> But it actually is not always the case. And it, you know, and, and a lot of times when you think your way is the right way all the time, it's a lot of pressure. It puts way too much pressure on yourself. Let him make the decision. Well, there, there comes a time when, when she's really bullheaded about that. It's my way, my way. I said, all right, let's do it your way. And then, cause, and then I feel bad if it doesn't work out. Because, like, I could have stopped that. Mm-hmm. But I decided that you know, she was so bullheaded about it, I didn't want to make her mad. And then she gets mad anyway because it didn't work out, you know, or vice versa. Same with me. Let's do it my way. Or nope, that's not going to work either. So, but. But again, you can't just say, okay, this just isn't going to work. We're quitting. Right. There's, there's no quit. This could truly be your growing old person, which is going to be completely different 20 years from now. Completely different. Right. And having God in your life, you know, mm-hmm. we both love and honor our Lord and. But, but during the years of marriage, but, we yeah. were not. We weren't always. You know, we were Christians and we b- believed, but we were not living, you know, according to what the Bible says about a lot of things, which would have taken a ton of pressure off yeah. because we could have gone to the scriptures and said, well, what does it say about this situation? What does it say about these financial situations? What does it say about, you know, fear? Because now we're all afraid because this is crashing down on us. You know, and we could lean into those scriptures and things, and we didn't do that because we were leaning into our own understanding. Right. And, you know, which, you know, made it much harder. Yep. So it's it's a miracle that we stuck it, it out. But it is. We but now both. it's now about the last twelve years or so has been really good, especially no. that we're, but we have so many things that we like to do in common also. So yeah, we do. We a, do have a, a lot of fun in common yeah so that fun helps a lot and laugh Have laughter fun. is a very big thing too <laughs> laughter yeah. you know we always laughing at something we laugh at joe on trivia nights you know yes. so when he brings up his uh, long island accent there so <laughs> we start all those all but this having fun ones. is huge having it's, fun it's is just huge because then you're just not serious all the time you're doing fun things and it's just you know that's huge you're not, you know, so um, serious all the time. That's a big thing. Beautiful. Well, it's good because we make faces at each other and <laughs> get silly. Keep it and silly. she goes, I love you. Do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I love you. We just, we're just nuts. Anyway, so um, thank you. Sure. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful testimony and gives everybody at this table new perspective and a lot to mm-hmm. think about. How's it feeling now, Amelia? <laughs> you're appreciating getting to sit at this round table and hear yes. this 
Does it give you confidence to know that, does, you know, there's yes. more relationships out there that are like that? Yes. Um, does it feel like something that you'd like to have in your life at some point? Yes. Yes. And it, it's also like, it doesn't just have to be like about relationships. It could be about other things in your life because like some things start off rocky and then it like smooths out mm -hmm. as you go. So applying this to, you know, friendships and job yes. and even as you study music, you know, it doesn't, everything doesn't always click and then mm -hmm. you get to those different levels and progress. And also what's interesting is, you know, what everybody so far at this table has talked about is the idea of commitment and being able to be committed to something even outside of relationships, but just in your own life, Amelia. And uh, for young kids out there, one of the things that I questioned a lot as a school teacher was kids' lack of commitment to things. Kids would try an instrument and the fingers hurt, they gave it up after the first two months. But if they stuck it out for the first year, that's a long time. Yeah. No, it really isn't a long time. It just feels like eternity. Or they, they don't plateau to the next level quick enough and they walk away. If Amelia did that, you know, after the first two months, she would not have, you know, had the voice and the talent that she has now. And now she's working on piano and this summer she'll be songwriting and we will be seeing her on the big stage, <laughs> I am sure. But it's all about commitment yes. and being committed to your friends or committed to schoolwork or committed to your community or whatever it is that you decide to do with your time is so important. Um, and Ty, you're a living example of that because you're committed to you know, growing your business and empowering young kids. And, you know, when you love on these kids at your spa parties and you help them not just to feel beautiful on the inside, on the outside, I mean, but you're giving them confidence and a role model uh, as, a, as a young entrepreneur, it instills that confidence in people as well, which is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're all really blessed to be here today. And uh, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls, we're going to uh, introduce Michelle right now, who has uh, a lot of insight and she's been taking notes and she's been sitting <laughs> quietly and she's ready to go. And Michelle, just, you know, take it away wherever you want to jump in because you heard yeah. a lot and I know that your, your wheels yeah, are turning. Yeah, wheels are turning. So just start where you feel you want to start and sure. we're just going to listen. Sure. Well, um, it's great to be here. When you um, asked if I wanted to participate in this, you said, yeah, come on as the life coach and say anything and everything about relationships. <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give everything that ever, ever written and ever yeah. thought about in 20 so, minutes. <laughs> right. So while that can't happen, um, yeah, I think, you know, you've all, you've all touched on everything. I, a lot of things I, I bring to a coaching call when I'm working with either an individual or a couple. Um, and it's, it's great to, to hear these themes and patterns that have made your relationships successful um, and what you have to look forward to, right? Um, but, you know, when people call me to get help, they're usually wanting right away to jump into, we need to communicate better. We need to build trust. They go to those sort of interpersonal skills that are that are lacking in the relationship. And that sounds like the right thing to do, right? But it's not where I start with people. And you've all actually already talked about where I think the right place to start is, is to, to know if I want to be in a healthy relationship, I need to be healthy. The people that the relationship is only as healthy as the individuals in it. 
And so you've mentioned that, Mary, you were talking about when I got married when I was young, I didn't know myself. Um, And then you said, Ty, you have to know yourself. And so I think that is just critical. You've mentioned that too. We didn't, we didn't know each other well. Um, And so that's really what I think is a key to a healthy relationship. And we chatted a little bit about the I, we circles, you know, and so there's these models that we get into in relationships. Um, There's one where you're kind of living like roommates Mm -hmm. and, you know, the I, we circle is the individual life and, and the uniqueness of the individuals and then the uniqueness of the couple. And so a roommate situation is you've got really strong individual personalities or lives, but you don't have a lot of overlap and you're not really experiencing that emotional, intellectual, physical intimacy that's available to you in a marriage. So that's not healthy. Um, and then another one is um, the absorbed life, right? So you're you're just all in it together. So your two circles are almost one circle. And so you don't have a lot of healthy inputs and you don't have a lot of healthy um, influences, right? Coming into your life. Um, and so that's not healthy because it's just a big we, but you don't have some separate uniqueness that you're celebrating. And then a third model is... Um, the the lost life um and that one is where you have a really dominant person um and then a smaller person you know and if you're looking at the circles you've got a big circle and then you have a small circle and that small circle might be tucked into the bigger circle or might be just overlapping a little bit and those are when you've got controlling relationships happening and somebody just kind of shrinks back but that's not healthy either and I think what you all are describing is that fourth um that fourth model and that would be the balanced um life and so you've got two strong individuals and a really nice overlap and then you've got your healthy inputs your family your friends your churches your community your jobs those kinds of things and you bring them to the relationship and the and you know the two of you were talking about how you're sharing your lives with lives with each other and you're talking you know about work and asking joe what do you think about this and offering him some insight like that's where people are coming together and you're taking your really wonderful separate lives and then sharing them with each other. And then I think all of you were talking about how you, you want to, and you mentioned this too, you you want to, you're talking about buying a house now. You want to, you know, expand your border and you were talking about influence and, and that's the point, right? Because what does it matter to be in a relationship with someone if you're not influencing as a strong couple all the other people around you. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And so I think you, you've touched on that, and I think that's the most important in, is, is be healthy first as an individual so that you don't experience those first three models where it's just not balanced and it's not good. I think um, for us at least, we, we've both experienced those wrong models in the past, and we didn't know. We didn't know any better. You know, mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship where you're being dominated by somebody right. or you're the dominator, yeah. you don't necessarily know. Mm-mm. And Mary and I come from backgrounds where she was made to feel very small in mm-hmm. a relationship. And I came from a relationship where I made somebody feel very small mm-hmm. 
without wanting to, and it mm-hmm. wasn't my intention to, yeah. but I was just all 150,000% in, yeah. and it made the other person feel small, mm-hmm. even though I didn't want to, and I didn't even know or realize it. Um, I was just being, and I was yeah. just all out there. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes it just goes on. Yeah. Um, that My first marriage, I got married at 19, and I was married for 19 years. Uh, most people described me as uh, rather quiet mm. and meek until mm. um, <laughs> I grew and learned to know myself more and just got stronger mm-hmm. with age. Yeah. Um, but even, even Joe, sometimes he'll start to get a little, uh, a little out of control and I'll say, Joe, you, you're going to New York. You need <laughs> yeah. to, you need yeah, to dial you, it back. Yeah. You got some and language. Be, and mm-hmm. I do. And he does a little bit. I so I, yes, I, it, it, it's, it's one of the things that I truly do rely on you for. And that's the differences between us because it is my nature to go out there mm-hmm. and, you know, and I want what I want sometimes. And, uh, you know, that's still in there. If, you know, I'm mm-hmm. human and walking to God, you know, this earthly life and growing, but I make my mistakes. But I know that when you give me the wake up call, you're like, stop, you know, mm-hmm. it's not important. And I just go like, ah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Like, take a breath. Yes, take a breath. Mm-hmm. So, And that's great because she does it in a way where it's just forceful enough, but I don't feel like she's taking away any part of me. But, and I know she has my best interest at heart, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, it's a nice balance. And by the way, when I laughed, the listeners don't know this, when you said you were meek and I laughed, it's because Joe was over there shaking his head back and forth. No, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> she's not. Yes. Yeah. I think another thing that I've noticed as you all have been chatting about your relationships is, and the second point that I would make is, you know, the first, you know, you have to be healthy individually, but the second thing, relationships are just a collection of thoughts that we have about other people. That's it. Absolutely. We can just reduce it to a collection of thoughts. And so when you're telling your story, the two of you, you you can hear how you started to change your thoughts about the other person over time as you get to know yourself better, as you get to know each other better. And your your thoughts are controlling everything, everything, because thoughts control feelings, feelings control actions, actions give you the result that you get. And so, um, yes, I was busy taking notes cause that's what I do. There you go. <laughs> um, but so you said, um, this is my growing old person. That was your thought. And that thought gave you a feeling of being committed. And then, um, the feeling drives that action. You stayed married and you worked it out. And I think that in relationships, we wildly underestimate how important it is to know how we're thinking about ourselves and about that other person. It, it just changes everything. You've even talked about, you know, she's got a good heart. You've been talking about her character. Your thoughts toward Mary are so good. Right. And that's going to give you good feelings and then yield good actions and then a good result. And I just think we, we really don't realize how important it is to be aware of, of how we're thinking. And then I would add to that, that every problem is a thought problem. Can you give us an example? Long pause. (laughs) Yeah. Can you give us an an example of that? Um, Yeah, actually I'm going to tell the spoon story. Okay. Yeah. Is that, 
Is that a good That's one? That's awesome. I love the spoon story. The you spoon ready story. For a good story, Amelia? Okay. This is this, the spoon story. This can be applied to everything, I think. Um, I, when I first started doing coaching, I, one of my first clients was a, a woman who she was 74. She'd been married for 40 some years and she was just coming in for counseling for the first time. We talked about lots and lots of good, good things. Um, but one of the things that she got stuck on was her 76 year old husband didn't put the spoons in the drawer the right way, the right way. Right. And she was so stuck on that and she was making it mean something really horrible that he was a terrible husband. He didn't love her. You know, all the things that we, we make up in our mind about those kind of scenarios. And so what we discovered is we talked about preferences versus character and how he unloaded it. And it's okay that it was great that he unloaded it. We just, we just tried to shift the way she was thinking about the spoons and his preference is just to get them in the drawer. Her preference is to have them nested. It's okay. It's preference. It's not character, but she began she created a problem for herself by the way she was thinking about how he did the spoons. And so it's a, it's a thought problem. But once she realized that she was thankful that he put the spoons in the drawer in the first place and that it's not his personality, it doesn't actually matter, that changed everything for her. So, As a matter of fact, our pastor had mentioned something once uh, that it used to bother his wife when there was dirty dishes in the sink mm -hmm. and, and she really hated to do dishes and he'd say, I do the dishes, but never really get around to doing it. And it was something they talked about like with a counselor or something mm -hmm. like that. And then he found the, so the counselor said, so just get paper plates. <laughs> yeah, and so that's, that's right. what they do. And it has solved yeah. a lot of problems and they have more time and they don't worry yes. about it so much. That's right. It that's was right. such a simple solution. I think we forget that we have so many options available to us. And, and like you were saying before, you know, well, my way is the right way. And I think if we run, run around the table, we'd have a hundred percent agreement that my way is the right way, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think we just forget we have, we have options. Right. We can think differently. We can do things differently. And, and I think you're a testimony of, of that actually happening. Uh, there's definitely always adjustments. Yeah. There's always adjustments to be mm -hmm. made along the way. Yeah. You know, 37 years is not, it hasn't been a smooth ride the whole way. I mean, sure. it's up and down and up and down, but for the most part it's up here. Mm -hmm. and just the dips, Everybody focuses on the dips more than they do the good. But if you look at the total package, the yeah. good's way outweigh the bad. That's exactly so. right. If you look, if you look, and that's right. the thing, you have to look at the total package, not just an isolated, yeah, not just an isolated. If in, in all relationships, in friendships and family relationships, we have to look at the total package. And the bad moment that I'm having with you right now doesn't define the whole relationship. Right, yes. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes, especially early on in your marriage, you can take things like the spoon situation, like, um, personal mm -hmm. and you want to say, well, he knows how I like it. Why mm -hmm. doesn't he just do it? Cause that's how I like it. But again, it kind of comes back to that book that I was talking about a book. It's called strength based marriage 
by Jimmy Evans, and that book kind of um, really opened my eyes to know that the strength, you know, our strengths are different, Mm -hmm. and what's important to me, you know, he doesn't, it just doesn't occur, you know, that's just not one of his strengths, so I have to kind of bring down that particular strength to where it balances out and mm-hmm. not have this expectation of, mm-hmm. you know, somebody always thinking about, you know, what I expect, right. you know, all the time and just let it go, mm-hmm. you know, because it just doesn't occur to him. He's not doing it to upset me or, you know, disrespect me or anything. He's just, yeah, and those are your new thoughts. He's not doing it. Right. Yeah, and that in some particular cases, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's learning how, it's not just about love. It's about learning how to live with someone different than you. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. And being able to do that for a long time and be able to change over the years because it doesn't matter how old you are. You know, you guys are still going to change. Even at our age, we're still changing, mm-hmm. adding things, taking away things. And so it's a constant growth until the end, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Amelia, um, mm-hmm. listening to some of this now, you can use it towards your relationships with your mom, your dad, your stepdad, your stepbrothers, sisters, even your friends, right? Mm-hmm. So if your mom does something bad in the moment that seems so horrible, <laughs> you remember all the good things. Yes, try to stay positive about it and like think how they're feeling and um, they didn't mean to upset you or um, they weren't trying to bring any negative things into your head. They were just trying to do something good. That is so true. And it's so hard for kids to realize that parents do the things they, they do out of love. And even though it, you can't understand why until, and you probably hear this all the time, wait till you have kids someday, <laughs> you'll, you'll understand. But, um, and it is, hard, it is hard for kids to like look at it from the perspective of a parent. So. Because we're, mm-hmm. right? we're all different people and there we go again. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. It's being in relationship with each other. And again, as a young person, you know, your thoughts define everything. If mm-hmm. what Michelle is saying is so true, you know, somebody at school does something, how you perceive it and how you decide to define it will ultimately be how it is in your mind. Somebody says something, you know, one of the things that I've learned as I've become closer in my faith is that I see people around me mess up. And while 10 years ago, I would have sat in judgment upon it. Now I just go, I was there. I understand that. That was me. You know, I'm that woman at the well. I'm that, you know, whoever. And I, and I can see my faults and my frailties as a person more and more. And I'm okay with that because I know it's part of God's plan. But being able to recognize that my thoughts are going to control exactly, you know, how I see it. It is what it is. Somebody does something that I don't think is necessarily right but if i look at it like they're a bad person then in my mind they are a bad person but if i look at them like that they're lost and all of a sudden that shifts my thinking um or somebody who might do something that's selfish or self-absorbed i could define it as selfish or self-absorbed 
or I can just, you know, look at it like they're trying so hard to find their way and to find that balance between, you know, their career or their whatever it is they're navigating their way through. Mm -hmm. It all depends on how we look at it. Yeah. And we need to be gentle with each other in our friendships, your classmates, our relationships, our work environment. It has to be a gentleness. Um, you know, Ty, remember when we first met, you know, you didn't even believe that I was any, you know, you were like questioning me for like the first, still, um, you know, <laughs> like what's this guy about? You know, you come in, I'm like, I don't, you know, whatever yeah. it was that like we were first getting to I'm know Googling each other. Him, yeah. I'm like, why did he change his number? Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> but, um, but again, it's all of our thoughts. And if we, if we're going to, you know, look at somebody and we're going to say, well, this person can't be who they say they are. This person's not for real or this woman's only this or this woman's only that. Then we're never going to give them the chance to be who they're ultimately, who they ultimately are. So it goes in everything that has to do with relationships. And forgiveness is huge. Forgiveness. Because it's a daily thing to forgive your spouse, your parent that might've said something because she's having a bad day you know, your friends, you know, oh, they yes. have bad days and they take it out on the person they love the most. Your best friend can say something horrible to you mm-hmm. and, you know, to be able to turn around and go, it's okay. You know, it's okay. I forgive you because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose that relationship. Mm-hmm. So then you have to kind of decide how important is this relationship, you know, without getting into one that's, you know, not a good idea. And you'll be able to discern that. Um, but, um, just forgiving people yes. in general. Mm-hmm. I think we forget the, the control we have over our thoughts too. I know I keep coming back to that, but we have control over very little actually. You know, we, we think we do, we try to, we try to assert ourselves in a way that's controlling, but we don't really have control over things, but we do have control over the way that we think. And so I think we, we forget that. My friend, my friend told me one time, she said, I told my kids, get out of your head. It's a bad neighborhood to be in. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's, yeah. that, is, that is funny. Yes. And also I think for men, it's, it's very difficult because, you know, men are not necessarily reared to be um, submissive. However. Especially coming from up north, um, yeah. you know, you're defined by you know, things that are different right. in other parts of the country or yeah. in other circles, let's just say, because I'm, I'm sh- you came from an area down south in Florida where it was very much like that northeast mm-hmm. mentality. So I really can't, I shouldn't say that it's one area as opposed to another, it's people are people. Yeah. But how we define ourselves to be able to, as men, to be able to submit, like, you know, I have, I, I get joy out of submitting to marry and I'm not a submissive person by any means, but in this relationship, I'm able to without feeling less of a man. And that's a thing for me, it really is. But I can complete control to her and she doesn't abuse it and she doesn't Mm -hmm. look down on me. And in fact, I think it elevates us. I I actually have a hard time receiving it. Um, Being a nurse, I'm always a giver. I'm the one doing for everybody else and putting myself last Mm -hmm. and Joe has said this to a number has said this to me on a number of occasions will you just let me do this for you Mm -hmm. and I've I've 
had to learn to let him be kind mm-hmm. to me and be loving to me and nurturing to me. Um, cause usually it's me doing, doing most of that. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just been wonderful and a blessing, mm-hmm. um, to be spoiled by him. Yeah. yeah. And maybe yeah. submitting really is defined as love, you know, not what is love? yeah <laughs> baby love. don't hurt me he was the greatest servant of <laughs> all i said what is love jesus is love and he's a great he was the greatest servant of all yeah in so terms of submission and submission yeah so that's our greatest commission is to be servants to others and treat them as he would treat the you know love us and treat us the same way so that's yes. how we should be and that's how we should be in all our relationships not just with our spouses so um very wise i do do that as well and 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 sometimes it doesn't always work but we try our best yes and and you actually had said to me on on one occasion or a couple occasions when uh people want to do things for me and you said you need to allow them to have the happiness Mm -hmm. of doing something for you Mm -hmm. and i had never really looked at it like that Mm -hmm. because i was just never wanting to receive anything i looked at it the other way so he's like you need to allow me to have that happiness of doing something for you mm-hmm. or let them be some the of giver. your friends do something for you because right. they're they're getting joy out of that mm-hmm. like you do so yes yes, mm-hmm. yes. like our marriage license yes right. yes we have a friend who works uh at the marriage license bureau here in town so we went in there to apply for everything she comes over and because she heard my voice and uh, she came over and said, congratulations. And then she said, I would like to pay for your marriage license as a gift to you. Nice. And right away, Mary's like, oh, no, 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 that's okay. She takes <laughs> out the credit card. No, 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 we can't ask you to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just turned to her. I'm like, you know, what a beautiful connection that she'll have to our wedding. Let her do this for mm-hmm. us. And mm-hmm. she's like... Thank you. You know, you yeah, could just yeah. see like yeah. she's already planning the meal that we're going to invite her over oh, for yes, dinner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to do that. And you're right, Joe. It is all about love and doing it as not submission, but love and and finding a beauty in submission is is a good thing. It really is. Mm. Good stuff. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So what are our what are our what are our takeaways from this podcast? How do we sum all this up? Because we've been doing this for over an hour and it's juicy stuff and we yeah. could go on for another two hours yeah. and get into the nitty gritty of it even more. Uh, but what's the takeaway? What is your takeaway? This. Um, my takeaway is to definitely learn myself, continue to grow within myself. And um, with all my relationships, I'm going to, you know, you want to do unto others as you have them do unto you, which is the golden rule. Um, and just to stay committed to anything that I in, invest myself in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Amelia? What's your takeaway as a young person at this table? My takeaway would be like, stay positive. And just like Ty said, um, commit to whatever you're going to do. So that would be my highlight of a takeaway. For me, I love the part about we are our thoughts. Uh, that's really big for me because, you know, having grown up in a family where my parents got divorced when I was seven and my dad walked out and patted me on the head and I had no idea what was even happening because my mom never talked about it. She just said, go upstairs and play. Um, 
so I had to figure it out over the years. And, uh, you know, my view of relationships and love was basically what I saw on TV or in the movies. And it was all like that Don Quixote, like romantic ideal and everything has to be, you know, shooting stars and rose petals on, you know, leading up to the bedroom and all that other beautiful things that you see, like in these, you know, romance movies. And uh, then to, to really understand that it is our thoughts more than, you know, the thoughts open up the heart. Mm-hmm. And to really, you know, follow that is just such a big takeaway for me because it makes so much sense and it and it's just true in everything. Anybody else? My takeaway take is me? always play more trivia. Because <laughs> you, you meet the greatest people there. Yes, you do. And these two right here just are, inspire me to keep being what I am toward my wife and they're just starting out, so I'm really happy for them. And uh, God has blessed us with knowing them. And uh, I just wish you, as long as we're married, yes. uh, you, I know you'll be old by the time you get to ours, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I, I know you can do it. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and the boys and girls who are listening to this podcast, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to tell his stories, talents, and testimonies for people of all ages. And uh, before we sign off for the day, I have to uh, wish a very happy anniversary to our dear friends, Tanya and John, who unfortunately couldn't be in the studio today because they work really, really hard. And when they're not working, they're with their beautiful and talented daughter, Savannah. But I asked them if they wanted to contribute something in writing that we could kind of mention because they just celebrated their anniversary yesterday of 22 years, been together 25 and a half years. And uh, some of the things that are important to them is that for them, prayer is a huge part of a successful marriage. And they said, and I'm quoting for them, they said that we didn't always believe that prayer was a big part of a successful marriage. Um, But if it wasn't for their prayers and his grace and his love, they would not have had the marriage they have today, uh, nor would they have made it through their trials. And Tanya said that as a wife, she had to learn that she can't do it all and she can't be in control of everything all the time. She said, quote, I had to learn that it is not an I relationship. It is an us relationship. We have to have... Uh, We have to maintain the relationship together. We have to share the responsibilities of our life. We have to be open and honest with each other. We need to make each other a priority in our lives. And we have to give control to God. And she says that she still struggles this even after 22 years. And John says, as a husband, and I quote, he said, I had to learn to be more open about how I am feeling. And she said, he said, uh, And us as men know that it's not easy because we're raised to be strong, show no weakness and show no emotion. He says, I also had to learn that to love my my wife was to love God. We still grow and learn together, even this far into marriage. And they're just blessed. They say that they're blessed with a beautiful daughter late in life and through them wanting to grow up in a godly environment Uh, and have godly views. They've grown as a family and closer to God. And they know that having God as part of their three-corded rope is important. Uh, But with Savannah in their lives, um, they think that being married is just one big cord. Uh, Their daughter uh, with them is their strength and uh, 
they said that it's them, it's their daughter, and it's God as their three-corded rope, which is kind of cool. So, um, and they said that together that's unbreakable, which is a beautiful thing. So I just thought it would be nice to add that and wish them a beautiful, uh, happy anniversary. And ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, thank you so much to tuning in to Talents and Testimonies. If you feel that this is worth sharing, please just uh, post the link to it because we're up on Spotify and Anchor and a whole bunch of other podcast platforms. And uh, we didn't have a sponsor for tonight on purpose because we give God the glory for this conversation and everything that is happening within it. And uh, our true one sponsor is the Almighty. So we want to give him the glory tonight as opposed to uh, a local business, even though that's amazing as well. But not, nothing compares to the one and only. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for being with us. And we look forward to having you hear us next time on our podcast. Thank you and good night.